countdown has begun. We're winding down for the end of the year. We're just going to mail in this episode. We celebrated Christmas last week. So isn't that usually what happens, Mel? After the office Christmas party, everybody just sorts of starts filing all their stuff away and tidying their desk and that's what I think we'll do. Well, I kind of think the office Christmas party, not that we're going to have one, but um, normally that's you just go home straight after you know you knock off early for the said christmas party you know you, you all go out for christmas lunch at like noon instead of working through till five o'clock and then you just never go home i never go back to work so so this this highlights that we didn't really actually have our office christmas party for the parkrun adventurers so we're still going to put in for the next couple of episodes rounding out 2018 I think we owe it to the listeners, Scotty, really? to be honest. <laughs> They've kept with us for almost three years. I think we can give them a couple more weeks of actual quality content before we have yep. a little break. And uh, if you're listening to this now, you've missed out. You cannot purchase a Parkrun Adventurer's Ugly Christmas Singlet. Well, actually, I think you can, Mel. I think the link still works, but you cannot get that in time for Christmas. Well, no, we are, we did ask them to disable the link, so I haven't checked it this evening, but I'm pretty sure it, it will stop working. Okay. Particularly if you're listening to this in 2019, we're pretty sure yes. that link no longer works. And Christmas is gone. It was a good one. <laughs> well, we're assuming. Yeah, because <laughs> we, we all looked good in our – Ugly Christmas singlets. Hey, speaking of looking good, were you looking good on Saturday at Parkrun? No? Were you uh, wearing a fancy singlet or anything like that? Yeah, my fancy singlet was fluoro orange and said Parkrun on it. Oh, I've got one of them. I've worn one of them. Well, there you go. So, but I'm, I'm assuming this is leading somewhere, the whole looking good thing. Explain the segue <laughs> to me, please. Um, no, it was just a segue to find out where you went to park run on the weekend. Ah, okay. Uh, well, I was at my home park run volunteering. Big surprise. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to be home and had a nice non-eventful morning, although um, I actually – but I had the uh, virtual volunteer app on my work phone just in case. We, we've got a, a couple of park runners who normally, um, if Linda volunteers, she'll use her husband Dez's phone um, to barcode scan. But they were both on the roster this week, and I thought, oh, I, I bet I know what's going to happen. They're going to show up, and there's only going to be one phone between the two of them, and that's not going to work. So I, I made sure I had a backup plan because the run director can't use their own phone because that has to be kept clear for emergencies. So I downloaded the app on my um, my work phone and took that along as a spare and gave that to Des. Only I haven't figured out yet how to um, lengthen the period of time that the phone screen is active before it goes to sleep. So there was one sort of uh, minor freak out sort of halfway through the event where um, one of the Finnish token people ran over and said, Mel, you've got to come. The, the screen's gone black and we can't add any extra time. So uh, apologies to those participants who may have come in between 125 and 130. Uh, your, your times might be out by a few seconds. <laughs> While I, I had to rush over and unlock the screen for Des. Um, but yes, apart from that one little pressure moment, it was a good weekend. And you know, mm. I am... Um, I, I got an opportunity to 
do a bit of a clear out of the kit, um, which was nice. We, we had, um, I went through all the tokens and we had a bunch that had little sticker numbers chucked on them. So, you know, when that happens, people have to be written down because the finished token doesn't scan, irrespective of barcode situation. Um, so that's more work for volunteers. And I, I went through and I um, printed out all the replacement scannable barcodes for those numbers and stuck them on. And it was really cathartic going through and making sure that we had the full set so next week they can have a nice, clean breakthrough. But it made me, made me think about, you know, this week um, on the 5th of December, it was International Volunteer Day or was it International Volunteer Week altogether? Um, either way, you know, Parkrun Australia highlighted the fact that our volunteers do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you just never see. And that's just one of those sort of examples, you know, spending an hour um, cleaning out the tokens and making sure that they're all up to scratch so they can be used next week. Did you give yourself a volunteer credit, maybe an other? For for doing that? For doing that. No, no. I'm not 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 in addition to just, you know, I was run director on Saturday, so um doing doing that on Sunday afternoon. And you know what else I did? I, I sewed up a bag. I got a little bit crafty and I sewed up a new bag to um, store and tra transport some of our kit in. And it's one of those things that I've been meaning to do for like two years. And so I totally channeled um, Bo Miles and I, I'm starting to do the little jobs that I've been putting off for a long time, including mulching. On Friday afternoon, I mulched the two front gardens, Scotty. You know, well I've been a powerhouse of productivity this weekend. But I'm Did you run a mile in between? No, I may not have done that every hour. However, I felt like I ran a marathon the next day after pitchforking all that mulch out of the trailer. So, um, yeah. Hey, last time I was up there and we, we went to Kiwana, you, um, you showed me some of your kit and it was a bit unruly. So, does this is this an admission that you've you've completely cleaned out and you've gone minimalist and it was unruly? What did I show you? That was unruly. I don't know. You had lots of extra bits in there, and there was, I, I asked you, "What are you doing with this?" and "What are you doing with that?" and you just said, "Oh, it's 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 part of the kit. I haven't got rid of it yet." Oh, we did used to have a wooden token box that had been donated. We got rid of that a long time ago, and I have had some complaints from uh, people who who missed the way that it it was able to be sorted. So um, they miss the old days. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you know what? You don't have to carry it around every week and all my run directors <laughs> do and it weighs like 500 grams. So it went. Yeah, no, I've even taken the laptop out. I, I asked the rest of the team on Saturday, does anybody actually use the laptop now um, that we're with the app? And everybody said no. So it's like, great, because that weighs about three or four kilos. So that is taken out of the kit as well. So it's really good. Um, Streamlining. Yeah, I like it. It's like spring cleaning, but at the beginning of summer. What did you get up to, Scotty? Well, I'll tell you what. I went to Darabin. So I'm I'm chasing my P index at the moment, but I'm playing the long game. So I, I, I figure I could get the low-hanging fruit. I could go to my Diamond Creeks. I could go to my Mullum Mullums and just easily jump up a P index like that. But I'm going to put in a bit of groundwork and go to the events that I've gone to three or four times so that the P index just gradually grows. Okay, you're going to spread the love so, around. Yeah, I'm spreading the love around. But I wanted to uh, 
I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. I went with one of my best mates, Chris. It was just a boy's, a boy's weekend at uh, Parkrun this weekend. So Chris came and picked me up um, to go to head to Darabin. And when he picked me up, he, I, I made sure I had everything, got my watch, got my shoes, got my drink bottle, got my barcode. And when I said I've got my barcode, it dawned on Chris that he had forgotten his barcode. Oh, no. Yeah, which he has done before. And um, I said, no, just because I work for Parkrun and just because we could fiddle the the stuff in the behind the scenes, I'm not going to do it. You know, you, if you'd forgot your barcode, you're not getting a time, mate. So what we ended up doing is Surely we drove all the way back. he didn't ask you to do it, though. No, he didn't. He didn't. But I'm, I'm trying to show that um, he didn't ask because he knew the answer would be no. Yeah. But I would never consider doing it. So what we ended up doing was driving all the way back to Chris's place to get his barcode and then headed to Darabin. So this no barcode, no time, no exception rule, it's a rule that is enforced and so it should be at all all events. Oh, look, have I ever mentioned that one time Adam forgot his barcode and I was run director that day and was doing the results at home afterwards and he's like, but couldn't you just scan it now? It's like, no, you didn't have it at the event. I'm not scanning it into the barcode scanner before I upload it. You know, I'd have to get the tokens out again. It's not fair. <laughs> so, no. So, he, he was unknown that week. But, there you, you know, Chris actually had a, um, a wristband on. So, his barcode is one of the fancy new purple wristbands. And he even managed to forget that. So, I told him, I reminded him that he can actually wear it all the time. Yeah, you don't have to take it off, Chris. Yep. I'm giving, I was giving fashion advice this weekend to Parkrun. Oh. Just with the barcode wristband. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that was my weekend. It was, it was, it was a great day at uh, Darabin, beautiful morning down here in Melbourne. And was it warm? We've been having a really warm week. So I hear. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite funny that all these Queenslanders who live in the Sunshine State have been complaining for weeks on end that uh, it's hot. Well, maybe you shouldn't live in the Sunshine State. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm just making an observation. Have you seen a map that has, like, highlighted where all the bushfires are? Our state yeah. is burning. Like, it is it's literally burning at the moment. Uh, and yeah. we're nowhere, where I live is nowhere near the fires and there's just smoke, smoke haze everywhere and you can smell it. So, it's really quite scary. It is kind of scary, isn't it? And you know where I live? I, I live near uh, a lot of rural trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I live, I live quite close to... Uh, Black Saturday um, a few years ago. Um, Ivana, Ivana reminds me that we were, I think we were three minutes from from missing that from time to time. Right. So that's scary. Yeah. I'm very it's very conscious. So this global warming stuff does scare me when it comes to summer. It's a reality now. I don't know. If, I don't know if we carry on too much about the weather, like because we're it's we can access it whenever we want and we can monitor the wind and the rain and the, where the fires are whenever we want. So we're more um, in tune with it. But, or um, desensitised, perhaps. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But it is all – it's a concern. We're getting very and, deep, um, Scotty. Sorry. We're not okay. usually a deep well, podcast. No, no. <laughs> i tell you what, let's go, let's go to our guest this week who's – we've been waiting all year to get to him. So let's get to him, and then, I, then I'm really keen to hear your goals um, for next year, which you've been put on notice for, and um, you've got another 15 minutes to think about it while we chat to Ian Hay. <laughs> Some may say it's been far too long, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> this year, 2018, has seen a great deficit in facts in a haystack and we would like to blame squarely 
and fairly, or place the blame, I should say, on Mr. Ian Hay. He got a new job. He got important, like super important, and is now a big deal. So we have taken a long time courting him to get him back on the show. He's here now. We're extremely happy to have him. Ian, welcome back. Thank you. It's been, I don't know, I promise we wouldn't say that it's been too long, but it has. It's good to be back. So have you had to dust off the haystack, as it were? I did have to go digging up all those old queries and all those lookups and try and remember what I've done and try not to repeat absolutely everything. So, yeah, it did take a little while. But But was it fun? Yeah, it it is fun looking at stats, especially when you see how much we've grown over the years and just how many new events have come in. And I haven't been looking as close as I usually do, so it was cool to see where we've gone over the last year. Well, Ian, you mentioned it there. We're growing. So we asked you to have a look at some... Stats around how we're growing, how quickly we're growing. Um, Bedazzle us. What can you share with us? Cool. Well, I I thought for a start it'd be fun to just take a a bit of a look back at the UK and how they've grown. So obviously they're pretty massive now. Um, Although I think we're, well, I know we are. We're we're catching pretty fast with the number of events that we're pushing out every year now. Um, But what I did was I tried to look back to a time where they had a similar number to us. So I went back to 2010 where they had 18 events up and running at the beginning of 2010. Um, So the beginning of 2013, we had 18 events and they also had 18 events in 2010. So it was just comparing similar numbers. So the following year, we bumped up to 56 and the following year they went to 50. So we got them by six on that one. So but still huge growth there on both fronts um, over a year. Um, the following year, we bumped up to 102 and they went to 95. So, again, we're just out in front with um, the growth that they were having. Um, the following year, though, we went to 146 and they jumped to 152. So, they just pulled in front. Um, and then after that, they sort of keep going up and up and up. Just their, their growth has exploded at that point and they've just taken off. So, it's very cool to see. Um, but, yeah, similar growth there for the first couple of years. Um, and Growth isn't too, there isn't too much of a big difference as the years have gone on. We've, we've kept just a little bit behind, but not as much. So, As as it stands, Ian, the growth, though, are we maintaining the same level each year or is the growth also growing each year? It's going down slightly, but only slightly. So we're, we're looking at around, so back in 2016, we had a 40% increase, then we've gone to 36, then 31, and then uh, this year has been 28% increase. But... 28%, that's still massive. To be pushing out that number of that number of events is huge. So the number of events we're opening is, is quite massive. I guess, yeah, well, I, I mean, I suppose it's in it's it's a percentage of the amount that we already have, isn't it? Because, for example, this year in Australia we've launched 80 events, or we will have by the end of next week, 85K events plus three junior park runs plus we – facilitated the two events in Malaysia so we've never launched that many events in one year before and it's crazy our first three years we only had just over 80 events um and then we're doing that in a year so that's that's that's, yeah massive did you look at the growth for actual participation the numbers of runners and walkers we've got every week um, so I looked at it from Australia so it was a bit hard to get UK I don't uh, have as great my stats on that so First one I wanted to look at, though, was – actually, no, I'll go back over the years, so first. So if we look at just our 5K events, I'll keep uh, juniors out of it for a second, but looking at our 5K events, we had 
total number of runs that we had last year was 1.5 million. Um, so that's total runners over a number of events each week. Um, this year to date, we've had 1.7 million. That's a lot of kilometres. That is a lot of kilometres. <laughs> so, With a few weeks uh, to go. Yeah, exactly. So we'll still get quite a big bump in there. On the volunteer front, we went from 116,000 to 140,000 volunteers. Now, I, I did want to call out the, so the junior event. So what I did, just to try and put this into a bit more perspective, is I went back to a time when we had a similar number of events um, at the Five Climber event. What I wanted to do was just highlight the number of volunteers that the junior events do take. So if I went back to 2011 when we had three events up and running, um, so we had 400 on average, so in total we had 421 volunteers over that period. We've had this year 1,076 volunteers on the juniors, um, and that's not even the same time frame. So just the amount of volunteers that go into the junior park run is just massive. It's been a challenge. There's no doubt about mm. that. But also we're introducing those large numbers of people into volunteering, some that maybe Absolutely. would never have done it yep. because you don't need yep. to do it at the 5K event. Yep. So it's, it's fantastic to see and that it's going so well. Um, it's very cool to see. We've got 4,961 runs in total chalked up for those juniors. So the other thing I always like covering off, and this is a controversial one because people can play this one a little bit, uh, is PB streaks. I love looking at PB streaks. Um, it makes for interesting talk. So I've got two people I want to call out this year that have had PB streaks. So Johan Carlson, he has had 18 PBs in a row. Now, I know the usual comment first there is, okay, has someone played the system a little bit to get that many PBs? Now, Johan, so he's run, he runs at Applecross. I had a look at his PBs. So back at the beginning of the year, on the 24th of the second, he ran 44 minutes. Now, he has been progressively going faster and faster just by a little bit each week, um, down to 35 minutes. So his, he looks like he's really working for his, and he's done a really great job of getting... Yeah, 18 PBs in a row on Johan. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah how cool is that? Now, another person I wanted to call out was Tim Banks. So Tim has done 16, so just a little bit under. But so he runs at Kira. Um, again, he started at the beginning of the year around 22 minutes 30 um, and, again, has been progressively getting faster and faster until he looks like he went sub 20 middle of the year. Um, yep, very cool. But he got to 16, and get this, this sort of hurts a little bit. He ran an equal time to the previous week, which, which lost his PB, and then he ran another five PBs after that. <sighs> 21 PBs, just like one second. So. And you know what? You've got no idea, but that could have just been somebody's slow reaction on the stopwatch. Absolutely, yep. How <laughs> 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 If, if they've all been at the same event, then I guess that's, um, you know, it's it's negligible anyway. It doesn't really matter. It's consistent. So I'm sure they're using the same technology every week and all that sort of stuff. So, so no, very, very cool to see. That's, that's a pretty impressive streak there that he's got going. So And he's just consistently dropping time every week. On the plus side, may, it might have broken his PB streak, but he got a Groundhog Day. There's one for your running challenges on the Chrome extension. That's right. And, yeah, I think he did similar to me. He's run sub-20, sub and, yeah, I think he's had a little bit of trouble going sub-20 again. I think I've done that once, and 
yeah, managed to get a hernia out of it, so I'll never be running some 20 again, I doubt so. <laughs> out of interest, what's your PB streak, Ian? I don't have a very good PB streak because when I first started, I got 20.01. Um, this is before I started at Stones Corner Park Run. My goal was to go sub 20 before I started Stones Corner. About two and a half years after starting Stones Corner, I went sub 20. And yeah, um, <laughs> I haven't been there again since. So I think I've had two PBs in my whole park run time. Oh, okay. And that, that's not a streak because they weren't in a row. They weren't two consecutive weeks. So there are no streaks. <laughs> That's okay. I, I do actually have a PB streak of two weeks in a row. I think it was when I was marathon training. But just with as with you, you know, that, that was a long time ago. It was like 2013. So um, it's been a long time for me since I've had a PB. Yep, set those goals too high and it's just hard to <laughs> match again. Yeah, it's one of those things that Scotty likes to lord over me is the fact that he's got a longer PB streak. <laughs> Well, I don't have much, um, Mel, so I take what I can. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got? Have you got anything else for us? So, um, I thought I'd – yeah, I've got a few more. Um, so, course records this year, we've had – on the 31st of the 3rd, we had 22 course records. Um, I don't know what was happening on that day. Um, I don't know if you can think back to the 31st of March. Is this um, um, course attendance records? Yes, course yep. attendance records. So – 22, and on the on New Year's Day, we had 19. 21st of March. It doesn't ring any bells. No. I reckon we just had good weather. Day. That's that's the yeah. busy time, February, March. Mm. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Everyone loves parkrun. Yep. And so we're talking course attendance records. So Cairns and Emerald took the, took the prize this year with five course records over the whole year. So well done to those, to them. So... Two more little bits I thought I'd throw in before I'll do the Mel and Scott stats. Um, I thought I'd have a quick look at Christmas Day just to see if we've got a, any prediction on what's coming this year. Um, so last year, if we can think back, we had 73 events taking part and 9,106 um, runners take part. Um, and that was actually an 80% growth from the previous year. So we only had 5,000 the previous year. So what do you reckon we're going to do this year? 16,000 participants. Oh, you're going for 16. Yep. Okay. Big day. So check this space early next year to see what numbers we get. And New Year's Day. So this year, New Year's Day, we had 113 events take place and we had 19,800 runners join us on New Year's Day. Um, from 2017 to 2018, we actually doubled the numbers. Um, so we went from 9,000, 9,500 up to 19,800. So, Well, there you go. I'm being conservative for Christmas Day. Scotty, you need to weigh in because if you don't give a, a guess, then it's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon this year on Christmas Day, we're probably looking at about twelve to 13,000, but I think everyone's going to save themselves for New Year's Day and we're going to double again. We're going to push... Maybe thirty-five to 38,000 on New Year's Day. There we go. Now let's get on to the stats that really matter. Uh, we've saved the best till last. Um, I've taken a bit of a beating this year, Ian. Um, yep. Every time I go head-to-head with Melissa Urbacker, I seem to come off second best. So hopefully you've put together, you've manipulated some stats to give me a bit of a boost to round out the year. In the Mel yeah, versus Scott stakes. 
Of course, I have. Just give me a second to change a couple of these figures and we'll be right to go. Good, good. Okay. Give me some hope. <laughs> give me some hope. Just change the names on the two columns. That's all you need to do, Ian. Pop them around, you reckon? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've only got a, a couple of a couple that I pulled up here. Now, I don't know, we were chatting before and um, you mentioned that you didn't have many PBs in the last couple of years, but um, PBs are based per event, so you do have... Um, some more than you thought you did. Um, but overall, PBs, maybe not, but event PBs. Uh, so between Mel and Scott, do either of you know how many PBs you had this year? Oh, so you mean like course PBs? Yeah, course PBs. They so count as well. If you if you run at the event <laughs> once, is that a PB? No. Oh. No, no. So new classes and new stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I don't, think I've, I don't think I've got a PB then this year. No, I... But you've run at a lot more events this year that you've previously been to than I have. I'm not saying you ran very fast at those, so maybe you didn't improve your time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the, the the odds are in your favour, I guess, because you you probably ran at more different events than I did for the second or multiple times. Um, oh, how I I think maybe I've had two. Two course PBs this year? Spot on. Ah, well, there you go. What events were they in? I actually didn't pull the events that they were. <laughs> okay. But, but there are two. Um, uh, and, Scott, I did all the work I could with the uh, figures here, but I just can't. I could add an extra zero to the end, I suppose. Um, you got one. So I did get one. Oh, there <laughs> yes, you go. did get one. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Got to be happy with the PB. Yeah, I'm happy with so, one. Yeah. Thank you for all the stats, Ian. It's always uh, a brain strain for me to try and wrap my head around um, the numbers, but I'm still always fascinated by them as well. What has been going on in the life of Mr. Hay since last we spoke? How is your parkrun journey going? So it's been great. I've been, I haven't gotten around as much as I'd like to, but I did go out and visit St. Lucia Park Run, so that was nice. I think I missed the, um, the launch by one or two weeks, but um, I popped out there a couple of weeks afterwards, and um, yeah, they've got a great, great, a very, very flat course, which is nice. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, and yeah, now I've been more getting my son into Park Run now, so he's nine and has never really been interested. So now rather than trying to get back to my sub 20, which I should just really let go of now that I'm in my 40s, but um, it's just not happening. Um, so getting him out there, so now doing around an hour at the moment and slowly trying to get him a little bit fitter and a bit faster. So, yeah, so it's been fun. So, Ian, you've been busy. Um, we haven't been able to utilise you all year. Are you training an apprentice? Is your son young enough to take over this segment next year? <laughs> and he might get uh, feel the figures a little bit better too, so he's doing a great job <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't quite, I haven't quite got the bug with him yet, but um, yeah, give me a little bit more time. You never know. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, as they get a little bit older, so and they get into these sort of things a little bit more, getting into the computer stuff and things like that. So, I'm sure he'll be better than me in no time. Okay, so we're not holding out much, out, out much hope for your son. Um, so I think <laughs> what we've got to do is we've got to work on that sponsorship money, Mel, so we can actually start paying in. <laughs> to come back and join us in 2019 because the people have spoken in the Pearl Illustration. They love the stats. We love the stats. So thanks for coming back on this week and we look forward to more in next year's edition. Fantastic to be back. Thank you. Fun as always.
Hello Parkrun Adventurers, it's Steve Marston. Um, I'm here with my colleague Michael, we're in uh, Weeper today. We've uh, got up earlier than the birds and we've made the two hour drive from our worksite where we've been fortunate enough to work uh, to Weeper Parkrun. Uh, we've been very lucky that uh, our rest day today has fallen on Parkrun Day. So we've made the journey up to Parkrun and on a relatively a pretty balmy morning, though I think we've been relatively lucky, Michael. It was, uh, it's only 30 degrees here at the finish line. Uh, as we finish the run, but uh, it's what it's uh, 30 or so minutes since we finished the run, and, and we're still sweating buckets. But uh, so it was a nice course, out and back course on an asphalt surface, a bit of shade. Uh, how did you find the run, Michael? And how was your time this morning? Yeah, the run was a nice run um, along the footpath the whole way. The birds were chirping underneath the mango trees in some places. Um, it was yeah, it was quite humid, but. Um, yeah, we were we were quite lucky with a little bit of cloud cover this morning. So um, I think yeah, it could it was, have been worse, couldn't it? It was it was definitely manageable. It's I think I was saying to you, it sometimes it seems worse when you actually stop. The run itself wasn't too bad. But <laughs> standing here right now, um, yeah, it looks like we've just been for a swim. <laughs> yes, yes. But no, lovely course, lovely people. Yes, um, very friendly. I had a lovely chat to a guy out there running with today. He's only his eighth park run. It's only your second park run today, Michael, isn't that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I've roped you in, mate. Got you caught. You've caught the park run bug now. Um, for sure. Yeah, great way to get a bit of exercise on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, when we're away for work. <laughs> and so it's, it's a lovely course here. Very friendly locals. Some tunes at the finish line, which is nice. Little touch. Um, but and we're also, well, I think we're celebrating Alicia, the event director's her her final run here today before she hangs up the ED gloves for, and passes the baton on to another team. Um, so we might just go and see if we can catch Alicia for a chat. Hi Parkrun Adventurers, I'm here with Alicia, the ED for Weeper Parkrun. She's, today's her last run before she relocates to Melbourne. Uh, how have you uh, found Parkrun, your Parkrun time as ED and Weeper, Alicia? It's been incredible. The community's really gotten behind it. Uh, we always have you know, volunteers stepping up on uh, every single week and it's it's just been incredible we have a really supportive team up here uh the local uh sports clubs the local schools they all really enjoy coming down to the event so i think it's been just a great addition to a fairly sporty community yeah fantastic and you're off to melbourne i am yes park running in your future down there well uh i spoke to carol cunningham earlier this week she said they don't want to let me go so she'll try and ring me in (laughs) Uh, that but doesn't I'll, sound I'll be like around. Carol. I'll be around Q area. So if there's any park runs down there looking for another uh, run director, I'll be uh, happy to help out. But yeah, I'm looking forward to change of scenery. All my family's down there, so it's really about going back and reconnecting with them, helping them out when they need it. Oh well, you've had yeah. a you and your father. It's been a family affair up here in Weeper, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, I moved up to Weeper originally uh, two years ago because Dad was up here working uh, with Rio Tinto at the Borksite mine. Uh, but he left six months later and I, I decided to stay on and I uh, took over the park run reins and, and helped that continue on. Awesome. Well, thanks for having a chat no, and uh, we'll talk again. Hope so, you enjoyed the heat this morning. Yes, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we kind of swam this one. <laughs> yes, it's pretty much, it's not too bad. I was just saying earlier, I think we, we, uh, we hit it pretty well with the weather. It's not too bad today, only 30 degrees at 7 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks very much, Alicia. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, that's a wrap from Weeper Parkrun. Uh, we've grabbed some supplies, refueled, and we're about to head off on our two-hour drive back to work. 
it's been absolutely fantastic to uh, have the opportunity to come out and, and see a community like Weeper and how they support and participate in their local park run. And the volunteers like Alicia who do an amazing job uh, bringing park run to uh, communities like this all over Australia every Saturday. Uh, and so until next time, uh, goodbye. Okay, so it's Gary Murphy reporting in for the Parkrun Adventurers with a roving report from home this weekend from Highlands. I'm not adventuring, but the adventures come to us. I've got Robin Rishworth here who's joined the uh, Cow Club today. Half Cow Club. Half Cow Club, thank you, Robin. Um, 50 different parkruns in... Um, how long have you taken to do that, Robin? Oh, there's two earlier on, but basically 12 months other than that. 48 in the last 12 months, different ones. I've never, ever run... On a Saturday, I've never run the same park run yet. In Victoria, I've never done the same park run yet. And I'm saving the closest one. I'm Hillsville, Lilydale for the last one. That's like the finishing straight. And that's a fantastic way to do it. I like that. Um, how did you get into parkrun? We sold the farm and I used to run up a thousand foot climb in 1.3 k's on the farm and I had to find another adventure. That farm I'd run 1,280 ascents of this thousand foot climb. I needed something different. Wow, what kind of farming were you doing? Oh no, we just had 60 acres but it, it was a big mountain at the back of it that I used to run up. Okay. I cleared the track myself. Okay, wow. And so how did you hear about, um, what, what was your inspiration to start doing all the different park runs um, rather than having a home park run? I published Maps for a Living and I liked seeing a different country and it seemed like a reasonable challenge at the time. I had no idea when I started how many people have already done it beforehand. <laughs> and we've spoken to Robin about the, uh, um, the Chrome extension, the running challenges. That's going to be right up your alley. Yeah, I've never heard of it before, but there's amazing things that just keep growing from trying some adventure. Oh, don't worry, we'll get you onto that and you'll absolutely love that. Um, where are you off to next week? Hastings next week, but then the following week I'm in trouble because the, we're catching the train to Perth and the train doesn't get in until 5 o'clock on the Saturday. No, good. So what are you going to do? Run up and down the train. There's not much <laughs> else I can do. That's fantastic, mate. And um, I, can't, I can't ask you for your top three, or can I? Mm. Oh, look, I think I like Hamilton. Kangaroo Island's not too bad, and Port Lincoln's nice on the coast too. Yeah. That's... It. And so uh, we talk about um, crazy start hours and people getting up at all times of the morning to get to Parkrun. What, what's been your earliest start? Oh, look, I, need, I won't leave before five. I'll sleep in the back of the car, out in the bush if it's any further. It's oh. too dangerous. My pet hate with park runs is ones that don't have toilets. Like even today, the push bike's tied to the front of the bull bar because I need to go to the toilet and it's too far to go. I need to use a push bike. I don't like ones without toilets. <laughs> I've used a shovel at one event. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you which one. <laughs> we'll leave that out. Um, that's terrific. Robin, I'm really impressed and congratulations thanks. and good luck with the rest of your adventures thanks. and thanks for talking to the Parkrun Adventurers. Thank you. Good morning Parkrun Adventurers, it's Melissa here checking in for the Channel 5 News crew. I've had a big adventure this morning so I thought I would let you all know about it. Last week I couldn't get to Parkrun, sadly, and I was a bit grumpy because I had other things to do. I know, sometimes that happens. But today, big adventure. I had a 3am alarm and I had a 6am flight out of Melbourne. I'm not going to tell you the location, let's call it the parkrun that shall not be named. Um, I did a few things for the first time, one of them is hire a car um, because if I hadn't I never would have made it here on time. Um, I got here with 10 minutes to spare, we've, we've ran the parkrun, we've got beautiful sunshine I hate to say, um, I ticked off uh, a letter for my BG's challenge, for my staying alive challenge, sorry, um, which I've now completed. I got a number for my Wilson index and I may have got a compass point as well. 
So, standing here by a babbling brook where there's a platypus walk and I'm going to go for a little walk now and I'm hoping that I might spot some platypus and I've got to fill in my day in a different state. Oh, and I've got another adventure. I actually was gifted the air flight um, by a friend who had booked it and couldn't manage to to come. But the the catch was, or or the the deal was, that part of me taking the the gifted air flight was that I had a companion for the day. So I came to Parkrun with a stranger that I've never met before. Um, and he's accompanied me down to this mystery Parkrun location. Um, and yeah, we might have a chat to him as well. Parkrun's finished now and I'm here with my uh, mystery um, partner for the day, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi, how are you, Mel? I'm really good. Now, we've just met today, haven't we? Yeah, indeed we have. It's and... been a magical mystery tour. <laughs> Oh, never short of excitement when you come park riding with me. Um, so we have a mutual friend that has um, allowed us to attend today this park run that shall not be named. Yes. Um, thank but, you, mutual friend. Yes, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Um, you're quite new to park running. Correct. Yes, this is my fourth run, uh, and I was introduced to it by uh, a mutual friend. Uh, the whole idea of it appealed to me because... Uh, it's more about uh, self-improvement rather than competition, which uh, I thought was quite a good concept. And I've also had experience with athletics through my children, etc., as a volunteer. So it ticked a lot of boxes for me. <clears throat> oh, very good. And what did you think of our mystery course today? Um, I thought it was it was quite uh, quite picturesque. Uh, perhaps it was like three laps. Um, so I'm normally used to doing a. A continuous, continuous circuit at Diamond Creek. Uh, so this was a bit different. It was just a, a pleasant change. Yes, it was good. Very good. And uh, I liked the, the, the water aspect of it. That was quite soothing. I do. I must admit, I, I love park running near water. Yeah. Um, it sort of helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And um, we've got beautiful weather for it here today. Oh, it's gorgeous. This is um, extraordinary. You know, not too hot, not too cold, just perfect actually i could actually feel the heat as i was running could you yes yeah. it's remarkably warm we haven't had many that warm yet in no, melbourne no. so it just takes you a bit by surprise it is summer you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point um this area that we're in is actual actually um farming area apple area mm -hmm. um so there's a little clue and also i believe if you watched the series on Channel 2, Rosehaven, um, this little town is the location of the filming of that series. Yeah. yeah, it's very picturesque, extremely picturesque. It's picture postcard stuff, actually. Yeah. It is. So we've got a day to fill now before our, our whirlwind um, day ends and we fly home tonight. Uh, so we're going to go and explore. So have a great day, adventurers, and we'll check in next time. Thanks, Mel. Many thanks to Steve Marston uh, putting in a roving report from Weeper Park Run, heading very far north in Queensland to get that one for us. Cheers for that, Steve. And Melissa Ellis, who is <laughs> reported in from the park run that shall remain nameless or or should not be named. What how how do they say how do they say it in Harry Potter? He he who should not be named or something. Um she was a Jeeveston park run, if anyone didn't quite pick up on all those hints. Um, 
doing it pretty much exactly the way it should be done <laughs> in the sunshine on a day when it's not cancelled, taking in the view with a little paddler of a platter pie or platypus in um in the creek alongside the course and having a great morning of it so i'm glad everything all the stars aligned with that whole trip and it all went well we've that's two channel five news crew members who've done jeepson park run in two weeks since my misadventure some one month ago um I, I appreciate her sensitivity. You know, I, I don't know if you picked up on it, Scotty, but I heard the guilt. She was feeling guilty about having a good parkrun experience when I had not had a good one, So, um, which is extremely sweet and entirely unnecessary. Everybody should be having wonderful parkruns everywhere all the time, irrespective of other people's experiences. So you've come to terms with it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, you know, today I have. <laughs> Ask me again in a couple of weeks and <laughs> the bitterness may have returned. Who knows? Um, yeah. You know, it's because it was one of the three major goals for me for 2018 and it's disappeared, there, there's always going to be a little tinge of sadness that I didn't get that goal for this year. Um, but you know, it's it's still on the horizon. I will make it back at some point. Hey, Mel, I started the year hoping to run sub-20 and finish a marathon. Look at me now. So things change, things happen. But it's a nice little segue to your goals for next year. We're going to jump straight into it. The top three, rip it off like a Band-Aid. Yep. Share them with me. You've had a whole week to think about it. And I know you've You've dedicated a couple of hours each day to, <laughs> to thinking about this. To researching, so, to really soul searching. Yeah, you've put a lot of thought into it and I really appreciate that. So share with me and the listeners your goals for next year that we can hold you accountable for for 52 weeks. Okay, so this this year, just, just as a basis for comparison, I wanted to do 20 new events, which – has been placed in jeopardy, but I still think I'm going to scrape it in by the skin of my teeth. So, but it's going to leave me at not a round number. So, even though my goal was to, to do 20 new ones, I actually wanted to do 22 new ones so that I could get to 70 on the most events list with the idea in my head that perhaps in 2019 I would do 30 new events and then I would be at 100 different. But that's really not going to happen. I'm I'm trying to be realistic. You know, if Jeevston has taught me anything, it's that um, – Sometimes things happen that are out of your control and the best laid plans don't always come off. So that's And that's okay, but I just want to be a bit realistic so I'm not like devastated or disappointed if I have to readjust to, to get to where I'm headed next year. So I will not be doing 30 new events next year, but I am – oh, do I say it out loud? I'm going to try. I'm going to try for – 22 so that I can get to the nice round figure of 90. Maybe I should scale that back to 17. 22. So that Did everyone get that? 22. Mel's going for 22 events, new events next year. Great That's, goal. Maybe, maybe. No, let's change that. Let's revise. I want to change it to 17. So 85 <laughs> is perfectly reasonable. It's, it's a round odd number. So, yeah, I'm changing that one as as we speak to 17. 
It's written down 17. now. Yeah, 17 new events. Okay. I wrote down 22, but okay, 17 as well. But I promise I'm not going to change these other ones um, that I've already written down. So it's, you know, going to happen. Um, I like to have I, – I, I spent a bit of time on the Chrome extension going – do I want to join that club? Do I really want to work towards that? Do I want to make this part of the thing? And rather than looking for one of the existing clubs or, or challenges that are there, I like to set my own. So I have volunteered as a run director so far 86 times. So next year, I'm going to volunteer as a run director, not just any volunteer role, but as a run director 14 more times. That's my goal so that I can take that count to 100. Okay. That's These are very, very specific to Mel goals, but that's okay. <laughs> they are very sp- Do you know how many times you've run directed this year as a comparison? Um, I can look at my diary very quickly and give you a rough idea. It's pretty much like once every five to six weeks. And then so I've, that's me. 14? No, it's not 14. And I've picked up a few extras um, where other run directors on the team have had to pull out or whatever. So... Yeah, I don't know exactly how many I've done this year, but I don't think it would be 14. I don't even think it would be 12. Uh, so, yeah, it's more than once a month, which is definitely up in the ante. You should start a new event. I find whenever I started a new event, I was run directing a lot. So can we can we add that to that goal? Mel starts a new event. Look, let's not get too ambitious okay. there. That wasn't the third one? Okay, let's get to the third no, one. No, no. Let's get to the third one. The third one. Okay, and this is another – but this is one that everybody can – everyone who's an adventurer can aspire to if they want to. It's not super male-specific. Um, have you ever heard of the perfect month? I've got my idea of what a perfect month is. It could be different to yours. Yeah, so it, it might be closer to the original – idea of what a perfect month is, <laughs> which I got from a TV show called How I Met Your Mother, uh, which one of the characters, Barney Stinson, who is played by Neil Patrick Harris, absolutely hilarious. He, um, this, is, this is a family show, so I'm not going to go into what his challenge was, but effectively he, he had a, a goal to obtain every single day for an entire month. And um, if he got to the end of that, it was the perfect month. So I'm putting a parkrun spin on it. It's not a daily thing. It's a weekly thing. And a perfect month in parkrun world as an adventurer would be a different event every week for the entire month that, oh, okay. that you haven't done before. So one new event every week for a full month. Out of the whole 12 months, it doesn't matter which month it is. It could be one of those months that's got four. It could be one of those months that's got five. You know, this is no run the date my way kind of thing where I think I'll probably go for one of the months that's only got four just um, to be helpful. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good goal. And and you're right. Everyone can have a crack at that. Yeah. So something a bit different for next year, you know. And I did think long and hard about these things, Scotty. Good. Good. Thanks, Mel. That's your top three goals for the year, which ticks off that segment, which means we can move on to the next one. And we're going to be welcoming a new event this week. Our last one for the year, is that right? That's Checking in with the ops team? 100% correct. The last this is new it. launch. Close the books. 
for uh, Parkrun Australia in 2018. And tell us where it's going to be because it's close to you, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be on the Sunshine Coast. It's called Baringa Parkrun. So it's down um, the southern end of the coast in Caloundra, which has for a very long time only had one event. And it's a very successful, happy, friendly event down there, Golden Beach. Uh, but I think Baringa is going to be great for the area. You're heading along to the launch? Uh, well, actually, I've got a prior engagement this weekend. Oh. Well, they'll just have to wait for your appearance the following week, maybe. Or the week after. That's great. Anniversaries this week. We've also got a whole bunch of anniversaries, starting in Queensland again at Central Lakes. Yeah, then we can go down to what you like to classify as a state of greatness, Marriott Waters. Menai and Rooty Hill in New South Wales. Then Stanthorpe in Queensland again. I'm dominating the New South Wales events with Stockton. And then we head to Windsor Precinct in Tassie. All those events. They'll have fun this Saturday at Parkrun. Um, so you've got a prior engagement. Are you planning to have some fun this week? Well, I certainly hope so. I'm heading to a different state, one that I haven't Parkrun in all year. Wow. In fact, one I haven't Parkrun in since Wes was born, and you know what? He's 18 months old today. Wow. Wow. You don't visit the greatest state that much. Oh, I've visited. I've visited. I just haven't parkrun. Oh, there you go. You know what? There's a great event in um, the greatest state. Some may, some may say it's the greatest event in the greatest state. Uh, it's, it's close to me. We should head some, along. That's plural, you know, Scotty. It's yeah. more than one person. I reckon I can find more than one people that will vouch that it is the greatest event in the greatest state this Saturday. So you should come along. You should join us. Oh, you're talking it up pretty big. <laughs> Like, well, this I don't is want it. To be we're, we're being silly, but you're coming to my home, which is the first time you've actually. Remember, in the f- year one of the podcast, you came and visited, but it wasn't on a Saturday, so we couldn't do an official park run. But we did a freedom run together, so you have actually visited Westerfolds. And um, well, see, no, when I when I went down, it was in like the first twelve weeks of the podcast. I think it was like March two thousand and sixteen. Um, God, that was a long time ago. And you had a beard and um, <laughs> you were the event, you were the Studley event director. Was, so you were yeah. determined to take me and Adam to Studley. So we obliged, you know, originally I wanted to do Westerfolds, but you're like, no, 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 Studley's where it's at. Is that what happened? Jeez, it was yeah. such a long time ago. I've completely forgotten. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't forgotten my time as the Studley event director. That was awesome. <laughs> and. Just but then we did, a, we did a freedom run of Westerfolds the next day to make up for it. Um, and so you're bringing Wes back to his home? Wes to Westerfolds. Yep. Um, yep. So that'll be good. You're, you're coming to your, the home of your running club. You are a Westerfoldian. So. I am. Should I, should I go code green? I probably won't, you know, because I don't really fit into that singlet. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Christmas singlet, an ugly Christmas singlet to arrive that hopefully I'll be able to fit into. Maybe maybe you might be able to fit into mine because I don't fit into it anymore. (laughs) Well, (laughs) who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yep. So that's good. That's good. Hopefully we show you a good time and you can give us a a glowing or a scathing review on next week's pod. Well, I'm a paid member of the running club, so I'm not likely to give you a scathing review, am I? I'm talking about the, the park run. 
I know, I know the West Foldings is the, the greatest running club in okay. Templestowe. So, so here's the thing. I'm probably going to end up pushing Wes around in the travel pram, which is not like a running pram. And even if it were a running pram, that's still like 30 kilos more than I actually want to push. Um, am I going to be on my own this weekend or are you going to run with me or will you run with Adam or try to beat Adam? Like how is it going to work for you, Scotty? I don't know. I haven't, haven't given it that much thought. I'll do whatever you want me to do, Mel. You're, you're the visitor. I'm the host. I'll show you a, hopefully a good time. And so, I don't know. It's up to you whether you, that determined by me spending more time with you to have a good time or <laughs> whether it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if you just meet someone new um, and I run with Adam okay. if I can keep up with him. Oh, well. Who knows? You've got the home course advantage. And uh, I don't think he's moving particularly quickly lately anyway. Yeah. We're a good match then. So that's great. So that wraps it up for episode 141. We want to thank everyone who did order one of the uh, Ugly Christmas singlets. We also wanted to point out, we did mention that they were um, Dinky Die Aussie in last week's episode, uh, sourced and made. They're going to be made here in Melbourne, the greatest state, once again. Um, so they'll be the greatest, they'll be the greatest singlets. Uh, but also... Uh, have, have we got rich off this, Mel? Are we, uh, is this what's funding your trip down to Melbourne? No, no. We have made zero dollars off this, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have passed all the savings or, and slash all the expenses on to the people. Um, yeah, no, there's no money coming our way. This is not a commercial enterprise. Um, yeah. It's great for the, the company who um, made them and did all the ordering to get them. I think they made a bit of money. I hope they did anyway. Yeah, well, you want it to be worth their while so that they've got some pride in their work. And look, to be honest, their customer service has been absolutely incredible. Um, very, very good with uh, how they've um, handled everything and looking forward to the shipments coming out. And hopefully, most people will get their, their stock in time for Christmas. And even though they haven't um, been able to guarantee the international orders, of which we received quite a few. There's quite a few singlets I think we're going to see pictures of in the UK in in future weeks or months or years, Scotty. Um, they've, they've said that they'll, you know, if, if any get finished even as an hour earlier than others, they'll prioritise those to go to the international post because they know it's going to take a little bit longer to get there, which is just awesome in my opinion. It is. Yeah, it's great. We love our UK park runners. Um, yeah, to know that we've got people in the UK listening and, and wanting to wear a singlet with our silly nonsense on it is awesome. Yeah, gives us the warm fuzzies. Yep. So we've got two more episodes to go for the end of the year and then we're going to have a little bit of a break, but that's it. For that's it for 141.